Fresh out the trap and they know how I carry it I fell in love with this game and I married it 200 double the walk on a Saturday I threw the rap on the stand, I'm in Madison Pushing that bitch through the drive like a chariot Diamonds on diamonds, they coming in various I gave that bitch 20,000 for charity Counting me out and I'm back in the heaven I found the trenches why I had to get it I'm so used to trapping, I get it and flip it I know you be acting, I know you ain't with it Bro, throw me the package, I wrap it and flip it They say I got money, so I'm acting different Get it by my lonely, so I never listen They callin' my phone and little bitch, she trendy Just leave me alone, I'm handling business I gotta get it Trap hard, we in the kitchen so cold, not in a minute, my niggas don't fold, they never been. It took a loss, but she happens, I get it. With the bosses, I'm paying attention. Told that bitch I ain't wasting no time. So no, I can't wait a minute. And I pray to the Lord for better days. Something like the heart, like a heavy weight. Spent some racks and I bust down the bezel face. Got these 30 on me, make a run away. Yeah. Bitch, don't get paid. I was in the trap with bitch, she like a slave. Can't put trust in these bitches. These bitches change. On the block with them niggas, who's gonna say? Yeah. I ain't gonna play. Can't fall with the shorty, she in the way. No time to waste. Gotta get to this money, I'm running late. Yeah. You, you already know what it is. You were listening to the Urban Product. It's your boy DME. It's your boy Cozy Rich. How we doing today? Living my best life per usual. How about you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, getting uh, settled into the summer and all the new adjustments that I've made with shit so far. So everything's going pretty smooth. It's gonna be an interesting summer. How about yourself? Um, so me, I just so I moved out of the crib with you on Friday. So you know I mean, I'm not living in this house anymore with with all my people. I started my um my new job on Monday, so that's going pretty well. We're just training this entire weekend next, and it's fucking dragging. I'm sorry. Got to work seven to five every day, Monday through Friday. But um, the pay's good, and you know it's a good atmosphere, good environment. Uh, family straight. Mom's getting off. She's not bothering me because you know I don't really got to deal with it like that. Mm-hmm. I was independent for a year. She knows I could do that, so she ain't testing me. Mm. Um, oh, plus I already told her I don't plan on staying there that long. So, oh, yeah? Yeah, she's really not trying to force me out the crib at all. <laughs> not trying to give me any reason to want to leave. But um, other than that, shit, like, yeah, life has been good. I really ain't got no complaints. The weather's been nice as fuck, too. Like, Facts. Only thing I, I can only complain about is, like, I wish I had more money. Okay. I'd Stretch. fix my car. <laughs> I'd fix my car. I'd pay all my bills. And I'd be broke after that. Okay, well, it'll come soon. I don't know when exactly that's going to happen, but um, it'll come soon. It's crazy how quick we just transitioned into adulting. Like, your parents got your parents expect you to pay any bills yet? What? I mean, my mom hasn't asked me about it, but I, I don't need her to ask me about it for me to just do it. Because, oh, okay. you know what I mean? I'm not going to... I'm going... Like, I, all right, this is how I see it. I'm going from paying 600 in rent, not counting utilities and all that, not counting my me buying my own groceries and all that food, feel me, all that. So I was paying close to say like seven hundred, seven hundred a month, right? Facts, minimum seems accurate. Minimum, yeah, minimum. <laughs> the minimum right. is seven hundred minimum a month, right? I was spending that. So, and that's just on like, ex- like I need these expenses, like I need to buy this shit, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going home. I don't gotta pay rent. I don't got to buy groceries. I don't got to pay gas. I don't got to pay water. I don't got to pay heat. What is... So, let me throw my mom $200 every time I get paid. Facts. All of a sudden, we ain't broken. What is that? Like, 500... I'm saving $500 still. You feel me? Exactly. That's $500 that's still in my pocket. Plus, I'm getting paid more. So, it's like, all right, yo. Like, I'd be a a fuck nigga to not help my mom. (laughs) Yeah, that's how I'd that. see it. I'd be that. a freeloader, and I'm not one to be a freeloader. That's now just the extra who I, money not that, who I am. Yeah, all the extra money that you got, you can just 
Use it for something more meaningful. Exactly. I hear that. Like, I I'll hear take that. my brother out and shit. Like, spend time with him more now, especially because I'm home and shit. Plus, he's getting close to my age, so I can start fucking with him more. <laughs> it's crazy. Like, it, it's, it's, I never realized how lit it is when your like, younger brother really starts growing up. True. I hear that. Then you can really start doing shit with him. Like, being yeah. a vagabond. Yeah, my little brother graduates college on Sat. Uh, college? Graduates high school. I was about to say, what? <laughs> nah, he graduates uh, from high school on Saturday. So. My fault. Sunday. So, um, yeah, that's going to be really dope. That's going to be really dope to see my little man crossing across the stage and then for him to uh, be attending uh, Bentley in the fall. Oh, he going to Bentley. He's going to Bentley, oh, yo. Oh, he that nigga. I'm proud of that kid, oh, yo. I'm shit. proud of that kid. I hope that um he gets all the opportunities that I wish um, I, mean, I took. Every opportunity exactly. possible. Exactly. That's one time. <laughs> you know, I just I just want him to have the best college experience possible. You feel me? I don't think that's too Is much. he Alright, actually no, you know your brother best, so yeah, you can say that. What? I was gonna say what kind of like what kind of person is he? Like is he like turning up and everything or is he um, back he'll and chill never, and just like relaxed? He'll never admit it, but I know I know he's turning up on the low. I know he's getting real low out there. So he's low key. Yeah. Okay. And that's I, he's I smart. guess like he's smart. if anything, that's what I can appreciate. You being low key. Because I th- I say that the low key lifestyle is like one of the best lifestyles to live. It's the best, it's the only me? lifestyle to live. Because you can just do your shit, do whatever you want to do, and just know like comfortably that no one is gonna be on your back, no one's riding your dick because nobody knows about shit. You feel me? You're just living your life without warning. Facts. And I feel like that's a very fun life to live because you you don't gotta worry about shit. I feel like people stop questioning you after high school, though. Like, you know what I mean? People start really worried. Actually, I lied. I, I completely take that yeah, back. Yeah, I was about to I say. completely take that back. Never mind. <laughs> anyway. Because in college, like, friends, family, they, they all still there. Yeah, it all just came judging. back to me as soon as I was saying that. So, yeah, I hear it. <laughs> um, fucking... Do you have anything um, popping this weekend? To be honest, this weekend I was on my deathbed. So, oh, like, I was, I was... I had a fever, bro. I couldn't breathe. I had a cough stuffy nose like mm. it was it was bad i don't know how like i went to work on monday still like feeling like shit so before work i took um two benadryls two day quills two um chest congestion shits god damn some some vapor vapor rub you know what i mean yeah the vicks the vicks yeah Patients vicks put that, that shit on shit, put that shit on my chest and back and then um yeah i brought like four or five water bottles with me to work mm, i hear that shit didn't work yeah. It did not work. Did your mom help with that, though? She made me some... My mom made me some poison. She didn't bless you with that uh, weed maschetti? That should be blessing people, yo. Oh, is, it, is that the one with the, the lemon, deck? the honey, the ginger? I don't know. It's like an oil. It's like a hot... And they warm that shit up, so it's like a hot oil that they use to, like, massage nah, the body and nah. shit. Oh, massage? Yeah. Oh, no. Nah. She made me a, an elixir. Oh, uh, oh, she, a drink. Yeah. Oh, fuck she that. made me a remedy. It would taste like poison, but oh, fuck that, fuck that, fuck that. It had alcohol in it. I got wavy. Oh, <laughs> I got wavy while trying to feel better. She put some babaku in there. Yes, that's of exactly course. what she of put course. in there. That's what she used. It was babaku. That's hilarious. Um, lemon, ginger, honey, and some other secret ingredients I did not notice. And clearly, it worked because you sound like you're all right now. Do you hear my voice? I sound like I'm all right. You're crazy. I still feel like shit. Uh, well, I don't feel like shit, but I feel I'm like 75 percent of where I should be. Okay, I was about to say I feel. Give like... me another two days. I'll be back to normal. Heard. Okay, back to confident rich. 
Um, I'm a, no, 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 no. I'm gonna always be confident. Like, facts, yo, facts, facts. My back fault. to confident, Rich. My fault. I fucked up. My that fault. nigga never left. <laughs> I ain't <laughs> never going nowhere. Okay. Um, what was I gonna say? So this weekend on Friday, I saw the Joe Budden podcast live and um at the Wilbur Theater in Boston, and it was a dope show. Um, I was like really curious to see how that was gonna go because I never saw a podcast live before. Let alone never seen Joe Budden in person before. Let alone just... And I just didn't know what to expect. And when I went there, the vibes were cool. It it was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just like I was listening to the podcast at home um, in my headphones. But just seeing it in front of me in person. And I fuck with that. It was a... The way that all of them connected with the crowd. And was just so willing to let us into their world was a dope little vibe to be it was literally like just How one big it? conversation it was uh the whole show was maybe like two and a half hours like did they do anything like special like that you wouldn't have seen like if you were watching it on youtube yeah they uh uh during the second half of the performance they did like these interactive games with the crowd where um they would play like there's a dude on the show named Maul, and then they play the game called like "For the Love of Maul," so where like uh, they would take like they took these three chicks up on the stage. Dude Maul was wearing like um, a blindfold, and he was just asking them questions uh, to to see you know which lucky contestant would win a date with Maul. Yeah, even though they weren't actually gonna go on a date. Yeah. Uh, so that was funny, and then this other game they played was called Truth or Truth. Where they would bring couples up on the stage. Oh wow! Yeah, oh, wow. they got messy. Yeah, it was hilarious. I tell, they I would bring couples on the stage, and then they'd ask um, each other questions about each other, and it was fucking hilarious. It was fucking hilarious. Spicy, yeah, it's spicy on that. I hear it. Yeah, but it was a dope time because uh, he also gave advice to people who um, create content like us and actually have a dream on what they want to do with their brand and shit. So it was a really inspirational. Thing, um, I really was about to say you should have you should have slid him like a business card or something like that. Well, it's crazy to, because way to send that link to him or get him hip to the urban product. Facts, it's crazy because like most of the shows I've been to, I was uh, I'm front row and like not front row. I'm like on the floor of every show I've been to. I didn't buy the tickets this time, um, so I didn't know what seats we were getting. You didn't we didn't want to sacrifice up. for us, bro. What you didn't sacrifice for us, fam? We were, I was on about I was like on the balcony. You so you could have yelled. The Urban Product Podcast. Yeah, I could have, but I'm not one of the. I'm not. I'm not like that. You feel me? I'm low. Oh. I'm on the. I'm Jama was screaming that shit out though. He a Jama. Shout out to you. You a real. Oh, oh, ill, ill. Oh nah. <laughs> real nigga. Oh boy, you just hear my voice crack. Ew. Yeah, that was nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Can- I was gonna say, yeah, Jamo was screaming that, so shout out to him. He was screaming urban product, urban product. And he wanted me to scream and like go down there and talk my shit. But I'm like, yeah, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. And I was also under I was on a little wave also, so I'm like, nah, this ain't the right spot. Um But thankfully I didn't have to ask any questions. He just answered all the shit and Really got my thoughts going and how I wanted to progress with the show and all that shit. You feel me? I hear it. All right. So, let's see. Shit to talk about this week. Um, Yay. Yeah. So, um, I was waiting for this shit to come out for a while, actually. Season two of David Letterman's show on Netflix, My Next Guest Needs No Introduction, 
Uh, season 2 dropped on Friday, I believe. And first episode of that season is an interview with Kanye West. Did you watch that? I did. You did? Yeah. You watched the whole thing? I did. Alright, what are your what are your opinions? I didn't really learn anything new about Kanye that I didn't already know. Mm. And it the interview made me real like I wouldn't even say it made me realize anything because it was it was low key like um remember how he had the interview with Charlemagne? Yeah. And like he was just vulnerable and just, just the questions he was asking him and everything, like weren't really opening up like shit about your mom and dad, like how does your dad influence you? Like, I can see my kids and, you know, I mean, I can see my parents and my kids and all that. I was like, all right, these are answers I would expect from any other person. Like, I feel like I didn't really learn much about Kanye or like, yeah, I didn't learn much about him at all with the way David Letterman structured his, um, his interview and, uh, Kanye's react like answers. I, I don't know if I could like, I'm, I might be like a dumbass saying this, but like, I, I feel like I can tell he wasn't being like, 100% like authentic I feel like he was yeah I feel like he was censoring himself like, I feel like he wasn't saying shit or he didn't say shit because he didn't want to have a negative reaction or like get a negative view out of it well I also because, feel like, like I, I remember he said like he um he doesn't really pay attention to that shit though mm. like critics and media and all that like he focusing on himself like media controls people he ain't trying to be controlled by media and all that so when he said that I was like alright but then his his answers and rea- like reactions to shit I was just like this is, this is not the con this is not Kanye in my opinion like no okay alright you gotta break it down break <laughs> nah it not down. even not even um what was I going to ask oh not really a question but I was going to say that I also agree with um, Kanye kind of ducking around certain topics yeah. conversations but I also feel like that's because David Letterman was trying to push Kanye to a spot where he probably didn't feel comfortable like talking to like, That's what I'm saying. Some of the questions I feel like he was poking a little much and but Kanye I mean, could give his like full opinion on everything, but he also knows like the the world just eats up every little thing he says. So my like, thing is he you, says the wrong thing is just gonna Why first of all up, you feel if me? you're going into first of all the interview was on it was a Netflix special a show. Yeah. So you already know it's it's gonna be like an important thing. Right? So you know everything I mean? you say is important. You but feel my me? thing That's is why are you gonna agree? Like but most people when they do interviews, you know the questions beforehand. I don't think he did. No, but like most of the time when people like celebrities and everything like your publicist wants you to know the questions beforehand because why would you walk into a an interview where you're just gonna get attacked and bombarded like mm-hmm. you would never want that for your client mm-hmm. so I'm pretty sure most people or most like publicists know the questions beforehand so I'm gonna assume that it's the same for Kanye he knew the questions beforehand which is why I was saying like he wasn't really being authentic he wasn't really being true like you even said you felt like he was ducking some of them mm-hmm. why well, do not feel like maybe ducking is the wrong word I would rather say um, he was telling the truth but he was he was hiding back like certain details. Yes, and that's that what I was saying. Didn't yeah. need like the public didn't need to know. You feel me? But I would want to know because yeah, if you're gonna start you talking know. about something. If you're gonna start talking about it, talk about it. Mm-hmm. Don't censor it. Mm-hmm. Like, nah, you don't that. censor half the shit you put on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Feel me? You be talking record shit on Twitter. Mm-hmm. No filter there. Say mm-hmm. whatever the fuck you want about anyone. But when it comes to niggas actually in your face, cameras in your face, people can actually react real like real time to the shit you're saying. He never really 
acts the way he does on like other things, other platforms. I'm just like, yo, Kanye, be consistent. You, you really like. I know he was saying he was struggling with um illness, mental illness, right? Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. How, what did you think about that part of the uh, the interview? That was real. That was a real one. Like I understood that very, very much because he said like, he's only been battling it for two a couple years. years. Two years. Yeah, and then um he compared himself to other people who've been battling it forever. And he's like, I remember um, when he had that outburst and people were like coming at him. And he's yeah. like, you know, people don't really understand what's going on. So I was just like worried. I I I I fuck with the way he he worded everything and like related it to people with who've had this mental illness for their whole lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so do you um. What was the question I was going to ask? Do you, like, when he explained everything um, about himself, did that give you a better understanding on his, like, quote-unquote antics recently? No. No? No. I feel like I'll never understand his antics. Because they never, they don't make, like, it doesn't make sense to me. Because, like, he was filtering himself. If he wasn't filtering himself, then maybe I can understand his antics. But because he's filtering himself, he has something to hide. Or he has something he doesn't want to share. Well, some of that shit is just too personal. You can only say so much. Then me? I can't. I don't really know much about him. Then you know I what I mean. You. I if he's, you. if you're not being one hundred percent authentic and open, I can't say I'm. I one hundred percent know and understand you. Okay. Because I, I don't, and I'm not gonna act like I do. Okay. Now I understand that. I understand that, Def. Um. So how I took the, how I took the whole interview, I thought it was really really informative um because yes i knew little brinks of kanye going through um his issues but i didn't know to what extent it was um like what what extent he was going through so hearing him talking about it hearing him use the um analogies and metaphors i loved the one where he was kind of comparing his issues to like a sprained ankle Mm -hmm. about how um when you have a sprained ankle, you're not supposed to, like, you're not supposed to use it or lean on it. Like, you're not supposed to apply any force to it. Um, you're not, you're push, you're pretty much not supposed to push it. But when you have a sprained brain or something's wrong in your brain, people do everything in their power to make it, like, worse. worse. You feel yeah, me? They like, you. they keep pushing you and they keep pushing you. And you're already hurting and then the constant push is just making it hurt more and just snap yeah so i thought that was a dope analogy i didn't even I, I i didn't see it that way but as soon as he explained it i understood it perfectly so that was very dope to see and i like that analogy as well that was a really good analogy yeah and just hearing how he's able to exp- like i like that he was able to distinguish what he went through like and he knows the difference between what he goes through and what other people go through because he mentioned many times um through the things i'm just saying my experience like this is only my experience he's not saying he's not trying to advocate or speak to choices other people do or he's not trying to speak for other people he's only speaking for himself because that's everything that he went through Mm -hmm. and i fuck with that a lot because a lot of people are going to watch this interview and they're going to think Anybody um, who has a similar situation like Kanye is going to go through everything that he went through. And that's just not the not case. True. You feel me? Not the case at no all. No one lives the same life. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. Like, no one ever lives the same life as another person. Mm-hmm. So you can never compare your situation to another person's. Yeah, I hear that 100%. Um, 
Um, you, <laughs> one thing I enjoyed about that interview actually is when David went back to Kanye's house and they kind of did that whole, um, he dressed him up in Yeezy and all that shit. When I saw that, I was, first of all, when I saw the Yeezy wardrobe, I'm sorry, I was just like, you thought it was trash, right? You can be honest. You thought you thought it was first trash. First of all, it was all dark. It, it was all dark colors and shit. Like not much. A lot of shit looked the same. I was just like, damn, this is really what people like. He, he had the legit whole wardrobe. Yep. And I'm just like, yo, this is really what people be going crazy over, like spending hundreds of dollars on. That's a fact. And I was just like, damn. And then when Letterman put on the shoes, I was just like, take those off. Those don't fit you, <laughs> man. Like, yo. Nah, but I, that's the thing, that's the thing, right? So, I see a lot of um, Kanye merch, and I normally think it's trash, too. But, when I saw it on Letterman, I kind of thought Letterman looked fly shit. I thought Letterman looked fly in Kanye shit. And then when Letterman I saw... Letterman looks fly because of his beard. Exactly. But when I just saw it on like Letterman, I was just like, oh... Don't oh. kill me, don't kill me. This is who Kanye is designing for. Old people, old heads type of people is what Kanye is designing. The old heads that think they're young. Facts. Oh, okay. Is that not who Kanye is? Kanye's like 40. And he's not old. He's getting old, though. He's not old yet. Yeezy's been out for how long? Uh, Close to a decade? I I don't know. Well, that's actually a good question. Yeezy hasn't been out since 2010. I said close to a decade. Not even 2012. That's a great question. I don't know when Yeezy started becoming popular. I don't know why we're like just wondering when we can just look that shit up. Oh, but see. like, as a result though, he's had a he's had you know a long time to market his his clothing to the right crowd. Mm-hmm. He's and the people that. that got money, because hey, we're young. The people that got money, we go for the kicks, right? We go for the kicks. We don't go for the clothes just because one Die. way out of our budget. Eh, not really, not really. Do I'd you go know for the shit goes for. I'd go for the. I'd go for the clothes. I buy Jordans, bro. I think I think Yeezys are more expensive. than They Jordans. are, but like, I, if I buy Jordans, I'd buy Yeezys if I like them enough. You know what I mean? Okay. Like the price. If I like it enough, the price does not matter. Wow. Unless I'm going to go broke buying it. Like there's there's one thing I'll never break the bank like and hurt myself trying to buy something. But if I can afford it at the time, I'll do it. Easy for example, the same for myself. Easy for example, though, like I don't find anything there attractive. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't. It doesn't look good to me. None of the apparel is good. I liked Yeezy when he was with Nike. Don't fuck with those sneakers. No, I feel like with the right fit, that could look fire. Oh, uh, we're looking at the um, it's called Blue Seven Hundreds, by the way, for people that wondered. Not even the three fifties. You know, fuck with three fifties on those. Any of his shoes, bro. I don't like the Yeezys. Damn. Right. They all long and shit. Extra long. They're all skin. long and shit. <laughs> Alright, I feel you. Um, but I thought it was just really interesting to hear everything from Kanye's side. Because me, for example, I thought the Charlemagne interview that um Kanye had was like forced. I felt like it was a super safe interview. Um I felt like Charlemagne was asking pre selected questions approved by Kanye. Throughout that entire interview. Probably. Yeah, because um, because Kanye was making a big deal about the Charlemagne interview. For some reason, a lot of people are getting interviews with Charlemagne and it's supposed to be, supposed to be this big special thing. I don't know. Maybe it's because Charlemagne's clout now. is going up. Yeah, and he's that guy now. Um, but I don't know. I didn't like Kanye's Charlemagne interview. 
I'll just say that. Uh, this one, I felt like this one was more authentic. Or I feel like this is the first interview I watched where Kanye seemed at peace with himself. I guess he was at peace, yeah. He seemed like that. he understood everything that he's going through. And instead of just letting it control him, I think he, I think he's um, just starting to work with what he got and just try to better himself at his own pace. You feel me? Mm-hmm. And knowing that the type of support system that he got around him, I can agree with that. And I was telling a lot of people to watch this interview just because people give me shit on um, being a fan of Kanye just because everything he's been saying in the media recently, the whole Trump shit, even his explanation on. Um, just having the right to have his own personal opinion was very interesting to see because people wanted to give Kanye shit about Trump and he takes all that shit, but he's like, yo, like his main yeah, facts. That's the fact. That's, as well. the, that's the point of freedom of speech. Yeah. Def. So it, it, with one thing comes the other. That's you, why he's chilling. You can't, you can't really bring that up because it's going to happen regardless of the situation. You agree with, you agree with um Democrats. People still gonna come with you. Yeah, but then you were, do you remember in that interview as well when um, uh, Letterman asked Kanye if he voted? And he then said Kanye no. said I've never voted. Then you in can't my complain. Life. And then Letterman said, "Then you don't have a say in this." What? How, how did you feel about that? He's right. If you don't vote, you can't. You don't have anything to say. You can't say anything. But you have. But you have the freedom of speech. You have the right. You have the freedom of speech, but your your voice isn't going to be heard. I feel like anyone. Well, somebody like him, where as soon as he says something, well, he, has he is going he's to be important person. He's clout. He's he's rich. He's a celebrity. He has a big following. He's a public figure. As they and say, and because of that, because he is going to be heard, I think that is why all these people have this problem. Because like, yo, they're saying That's you don't why. have a say in this, but the fact that he is who he is, people are going to listen to what he says. And I just think people are so pissed off about it. One. He's probably a lot of people's childhood heroes or idols growing up, whatever. And two, oh, my mic went out. And two, it just sucks to see your childhood idol for some people. Um, Turn to the dark side. I guess, yeah, I guess. So, but fuck it. I enjoyed it. Um, I kind of went back and I listened to Ye, his last album, which everyone thought that was trash. Yeah. When I listened to it with everything that I heard in the interview, when I had all that shit in my mind, and I listened to the album, I was like, yo, this is actually a dope album now. I listened to the lyrics, actually, like, listened deep to the shit, and I'm like, oh, okay. Now I see what you were trying to do with this album. This ain't a trash album anymore. Mm, Let's agree to disagree. Yeah, of course, of course. Like, everyone's opinion is going to be different. Um... And when you don't listen with the, like, when you don't listen for certain shit, you're not going to agree with me. And I feel that. But it is what it is. Um, I'm probably going to watch the other episodes of that season later. I want to watch the one with Melinda Gates. Yeah, I want to watch the one with Ellen. Because I've told, I've told this show how much I fuck with Ellen. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going to make us get on Ellen one day. When when we're popping with this, like, podcast shit, we're going to, we're going (laughs) to, we're going to end up on Ellen real quick. For a slight appearance, you're not gonna, you're gonna, you're not gonna be like, yo, mom, I'm on Ellen. No. Yes, you are. My mom bro. doesn't watch Ellen. She will. No, she won't. <laughs> she will. If there are products on she that shit, you can believe that. Sure Ellen is the same time is on the same time General Hospital is on. 
My mom doesn't ever miss it. You're telling me she's going to choose General Hospital over you? Damn. Yes. Damn. But, um. He said I only pulled up to graduation because General Hospital wasn't on. Well, and it was a Saturday. <laughs> Feel me? And it was a Saturday. And even if it was on a weekday, she still would have made it home to be. To watch General Hospital, <laughs> had that shit on the DVR, locked and loaded. <laughs> nah, she gotta watch it live. Yeah, <laughs> but um, so did you see what when they see us? Yes, um, I started it the other day, and I officially finished it right before we started recording. Impressions. First of all, that's a great. It was a great miniseries. It was a great fucking miniseries. Um, I saw the trailer for it a while ago, like a little while back. And when I did, I was excited, uh, to watch it just because of who was involved. Um, I don't want to fuck up her last name, but I think her full name is Ava Duvernay. Duvernay. Yes. Duvernay. Duvernay. That's what I'm going to say. Ava Duvernay. Um, I've seen her name attached to, to other dope projects as well, which is why when I saw she was attached to this, I was really excited. Uh, she also did 13th, Selma, A Wrinkle in Time, um, so, and those are all a lot of big movies. So, I was curious to see how she was going to bring the story to light. I've heard of the Central Park Five before. Um, it's like another case of just... Wrong, wrong, place, wrong time. yeah, wrong place, wrong times, mis like injustice, a bunch of different cases that we're so used um, to seeing many cases of just black people going through this shit. But it was interesting to see how she was gonna flip this. And my god, first episode, I when did I watch the first episode? I think I watched it last night, uh, two nights ago. First episode, I was re- I was already upset. I was heated. I was heated. First episode. I was like, yo. And there's four episodes in this miniseries. I was fucking heated because I was like, yo, I got to be upset for four episodes straight. Because I didn't know. I didn't know how this shit ended. Um, I just know that they all went to jail. I, I never knew what happened to them or anything like that. So when the first episode and literally I was upset through the entire episode I thought, I was like, yo, I can't watch part two right now, because I was with my shorty that night, and I was like, yo, like, I can't, <laughs> like, like, yo, we gotta switch to something else, because, yo, I'm trying to be in a good vibe before we go to sleep, and, yo, I cannot watch part two, because I'm just so fucking tight, but let me, because I, I can go for days for my um, review on this movie, so let me, let me take a break in mind, what are your opinions on the movie, or the miniseries? So, all right. I had a, a brief idea. Well, I had a brief understanding of the Central Park Five. Only because um, I've always heard about Donald Trump taking out, like, four uh, large ads in the newspaper to advocate the death penalty for five, like, underage kids. $85,000. Yeah. So, he paid $85,000 to advocate for the death penalty against five black minors. Mm-hmm. Fucked up. But um, that's really the only reason why I heard about it. I never really heard like how unjust it was or anything about that. So watching this miniseries and really learning about the causation of everything and how it like just snowballed into something way bigger than it 
ever should have been. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking about like the woman getting raped, like and someone getting arrested for it. Like that should always happen. But the kids getting dragged into it, like watching the beginning, of, like watching the first episode and just watching them watch all the kids run into the park, and then they go the opposite way. Mm-hmm. Kevin and um, who was the other kid? Kevin. Oh, I don't know. I knew Yusef and Yusef and Corey were together. Yeah, and then Kevin, I, his friend wasn't really prevalent after that oh, yeah, scene. But yeah. you know what I'm talking about when they when he's like, "Kev, we got a, I got trumpet practice or some shit or mm-hmm. basketball practice some shit," and they went took a left. Kevin watched them go right, and then he started catching up with his friend and took a left. Mm-hmm. So I was like, he wasn't even there. Like, you know what I mean, like none of them were fam. I think the big part was like none of them were even there. With, anywhere close to when the rape actually happened so so like just seeing how that my, shit played out i'm just thinking like all right the way they so obviously they probably dramatized like the the way the police were treating them nope no no that was all I none of that shit was drama nothing all right word. nothing so nothing if they, was made up for that all that shit happened bro. so if the police did mark right, the I'm police acted like that right please yeah. acted like that my nigga Imagine how many other kids they coerced into some shit like that. Yeah. Like they made like falsify a statement or a eyewitness testimony saying like they were there just so they can get them out their face. Because I can imagine being a child. You're stuck in a police like interrogation room. 18 hours. You don't get food. You don't get water. You can't even talk to your mom. Fam, I'll say whatever the fuck I want to to see my mom. Get the fuck mm, out of there. Yeah. Like, especially because you don't even know the consequences of what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. You sign this paper. You, they're telling you, you sign this paper. You can leave. Word. I'm 15 years old. I'm not going to question the police. Why would they lie to me? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like an abuse of power. Abuse of the fucking situation. It's just negligence. It's just in my opinion though in my like watching it i was just like there's no way they should they should be able to get away with this like knowing i'm watching it right and i'm just like 1989 though the time i hear it i hear the it, time I hear is it. Crucial. i hear it the time is crucial but i'm just thinking like now like in my head i'm just like all right you are doing this like the ep- the court case itself when they were in the court and to, they, like picking apart the case, picking apart like, the case. It was, it was, <laughs> bro. It was more. It wasn't. It couldn't have been more obvious. They did not do so. None of the suspects were there. Like when um the one detective on the case was like, so were any of this? Where did um Kevin say he found something? Like where he said was the, over there, but yeah. y'all said it was over we're here. here. Yeah, <laughs> nowhere near the the rape, right? Yeah. Oh, well, the sock didn't contain any of their no. Or one, where one detective was like, um, "Yo, he, he said, said he, he didn't was on do top it. of her, and he and he did it. He admitted to all the shit." But the other detective, the other detective was saying, "Nah, he claimed he was innocent." The so entire who's time. lying? Who's so telling, who's the, telling truth? the truth, fam? Like, because both you can't be telling the truth. And that's the crazy part because I was sitting here and I'm like, "Yo, no bullshit." I'm like, right I felt there like they selfish. made such a strong case in court, bro. That's and the fact I'm... that they still ended up guilty. All guilty, yo. Like, I was just like, all right, that there's no help in this real world. life. That was real life. The fact that I kept repeating that for the entire series. This was real life, yo. <laughs> like I'm sorry, but those lawyers did a hell of a job. They should have won the case. But um, the fact that I'm all just... of them worked together, they, they they all represented individual clients. But what what I fucked with heavy was that they were all working together to get all the kids off, not just their own respective I mean, clients. You have you to look, he worked together because 
you're all like connected. Facts, but you know I mean? just like I just like that they actually tried. I'm just like I, I don't even know what to say. Like the ending was the best part, just seeing how like they got out and everything. But like their stories after the sentences and everything, like they got out of prison, except for Kev, not Kevin. Um, what was his name? Kyle Wise. Uh, Corey. Corey Wise. Corey Wise. I mean, seeing them, how they all had to like adapt to life on the outside, like people, like um. And Antron, right? Yeah. His first relationship, talking to some girl, like he couldn't even like take her out because he had to save all his money for Facts, school. Yeah, and Yo. then she, the way she came at him, like this is how you treat girls. Oh, I know how you treat girls. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, that's such a fucking low blow. Like, imagine people know that shit about you and can always throw that. Up. Exactly. And it's not true. Yeah, and it's not true. Like, yo, that right there would make me want to swing on someone. But what's there's like so much crazy shit. To, like that was a, it was a great series. It was a great it was a great like short series though. Like very informative. Netflix needs more of that. Yeah, because there's gotta, a bunch of shit they could do that about Black Wall Street for one. Do that about Black Wall Street. And we gotta give all the praise to the kid, to the young gentleman that played uh, Corey Wise in the film, playing both young and old Corey. Yeah, I thought that was dope to see too. How they switched. Um, from like the young dudes to when they're adults, but the dude that played Corey played him for the entire time. I thought that was very dope to see. It was like weird at the end because when they all like, if I'm if these are spoilers, I'm sorry. If you're listening this deep into the conversation, then you're prepared for the spoilers that are about to come. Um, when they all get out at the end and they're like holding hands and shit, it's like weird because. All the original kids are all old as shit, but the dude that played Corey is still mm-hmm. playing him. So it's yeah. like he looks mad young. But it Corey's like story was crazy because one he was only there because he was waiting for Yusuf. He just went to the station for his friend, fam. He wasn't even called. Yeah. To, he wasn't even called to the station. He literally only went to the police station to f- to support his friend, and he, because he was 16 years old, was tried as an adult, where the rest of them were um, tried at, tried as uh, minors, and it's just like crazy because I feel like he got the worst punishment out of all of them, and he wasn't even there. Mm-hmm. You feel me? <laughs> like he didn't even I- have to be there. That's my thing, like, they knew all of that. Like, the detectives, grown-ass men knew this shit. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to do their jobs. They, so they, they, just, they were just trying to find somebody to pin it blame. On. They just were, they were really just trying to um, have somebody to pin it on. And when they realized that they lost um, Yusuf or somebody else, they lost somebody. And they were like, oh, we got Corey Wise. We're going to use him it to tie Yusuf. all this shit It together. was Yusuf. Yeah, they were like, we're going to use Corey well, Wise Corey, to tie all Corey, this shit together. Corey, um, they told Corey that Yusuf got out mm-hmm. and just basically left him there to take the fault for it. Corey's like, all right, that's what I got to say. Get the fuck out of here. Facts. And then that tied Yusuf into it all over again. It's sickening, man. It's just uh, the amount of police brutality, um, fucking injustice, all the wrong shit that happens in today's society is just sick to see. Um those five boys, the, their lives were changed forever. And for something that they didn't do. 
and that isn't the only case. I remember not that long on this podcast, I talked about watching the Khalif Browder documentary on Netflix and learning about his story. And the fact that there are probably so many other stories out there of innocent people just being at the wrong place or wrong time or just getting caught up for something that they didn't do, but everybody wants to wants them to admit that they did it. And the fact that they won't admit to it makes them stay there even longer. It's crazy. It's crazy. The idea of you being able to get out if you just admit to doing it. That idea is crazy, bro. It's, it's, it's like, yo, you can get out. We'll give you parole. You just got to admit to doing something that you didn't do. It's um, what's it called? It's an oxymoron. Because mm-hmm. first of all, if I did it, I shouldn't be able to get out. But yeah, if the fact I didn't, that you're telling I shouldn't me, be able to get the out. The fact that you're telling me to admit to something I didn't do just so I have the potential to get out. Nah, nigga, I ain't do. I ain't do that. Like, mm-hmm. nah. Like, I'm, I'm gonna tell. Like, I'm gonna say this. I said this to you beforehand. I'm gonna say it on the podcast. I could never, and I will never admit to something I didn't do. That's a fact. Never. Yeah. Good or bad, I'm not gonna take the blame or credit. It's just not who I am. I hear that. But um. Yeah, that, that was a great series. I need another one of those Netflix series, though. Yeah. They need ne- Netflix do... is in their bag when it comes to, like, popping people. Hulu, what are you doing? Hulu, hey. Oh, right now, because since they got bought by Disney. Oh, they they, they working. A, yeah, they're working they on working. the whole Wait, revamp. wait, give it a couple months. Exactly. They're going to release shit. Disney Plus is scheduled to um, uh, launch in November of 2019. So in November, that's when we're gonna see. Well, Disney Plus own Disney owns Hulu, but I don't know how the whole Disney Plus and Hulu um, combination is gonna work out. But all I know is if Disney Plus is launching in November, best believe there's gonna be big changes to Hulu happening starting in November. Mm -hmm. So I think that's when Hulu's probably gonna get in their bag. In their bag, you feel me? They're gonna get in their bag, bag. You feel me? Big bag. So till then, we just gotta wait. And Netflix is going to do everything that they can to keep their audience. But, hey, when when we see the new Hulu, Hulu's already popping. So, when we get the new Hulu, sh- I don't know, peeps. Netflix might be in for one. I don't know. Like, <laughs> they did something with the Will Smith movie. They did something with this. They did something with Bird Box. They they, they can keep trying. We, we love all this new exclusive content that they, they're creating. But they're going to have to keep trying if they want to keep up with Hulu also. You feel me? Facts. Because Disney is another beast. Yeah. And they aren't ready for that. I'm sorry. Yeah, they don't want that smoke. They don't got the pockets that Disney got. They don't want that smoke at all. But all in all, um, beautifully directed series. Thank you, Ava DuVernay, for telling the story of these five brave gentlemen. And um, it just lets people know that people are fucking up and it's time to start taking accountability. You feel me? Like that uh, that detective, uh, Linda Fairbanks, the person who was like... um prosecuting like that yeah. detective she's been getting all the smoke since this shit dropped i wonder why she has been getting smoke left she's and the right main since reason the why they're still why they even went through all that yeah she what, was forcing the issue she made everyone force the issue. oh yeah oh yeah she made everybody say yo these are how these four, five boys are connected and this is how we're gonna do it and even it's crazy because even in this uh miniseries when they came to the same detective and said yo uh, we caught, we found the real person that did it. 
oh no you didn't you just caught the sixth rapist yeah, like they're wait, all what? still responsible we just missed one the fact that even though they found somebody that admitted to doing it alone she was still trying to connect it she to didn't want all to, no, of them no no she wasn't trying to connect she just don't want to make herself look bad no I think she, facts but I think she was really just so delusional to the fact that the idea of there was just a sixth person you feel me not that it was just one but it was just one person that they missed no nah, she was definitely like wild though yeah yeah. Fuck that bitch. Great, great, great fucking shit. Great shit, Netflix. Um, so, other things that are going on. Let's see. So, a big congratulations to Jay-Z, Hove, Sean Carter for being hip-hop's first billionaire. Not shocked. Yeah. I'm shocked he's that gonna, Diddy gonna, didn't do it first. But I'm happy that it was Hove. Diddy's next, then it's Dre. Yeah. And then I don't know after that. I'm sorry. Maybe no, nah, I wouldn't even say Drake because Drake ain't even, he ain't a producer like that. Like his label ain't that big or anything. Like yeah, but that. his investments are crazy though. His business deals are crazy. You know, are they as big? Are they crazy? As crazy as well? No, Jay-Z, not Jay Z. Hell no, because Jay Z got me? time. You feel me? Jay Z got time. <laughs> like Jay Z has literally been um, setting his business shit up before. We even knew twenty plus they were years. Big, you feel me? Twenty years. Yeah, for a while since he came into the game. Twenty I'd years. Say. Yeah, has it been twenty years? I feel like he dropped like ninety six. Ninety six. Yeah, a little 20 over years. twenty years. Yeah, a little over twenty years. Um. Okay, let's just name all of his business ventures. Not all of them because he has a shitload. But let's name a couple of them. He got Duce, which shit. I wasn't. I wasn't drinking Duce until Jay Z got involved. He, um, I'll say that. Has his own agency. Facts. I forget the name of that. What is his agency called? Isn't it like Rock Nation? Rock, Rock Nation, Nation, yeah, Rock yeah, Nation. He has agency. his own label. He does. He does. He's he he mom. He has agents for sports, um, celebrities like music. Yeah, he has a lot actors, of actors. Like yo, he's like know. he's t- like he got a title. He Facts. has um, the Barclays Center. Um, no, nah, he sold that. He, he sold, sold the that. Barclays Center. He he only owned like. Three percent. He sold that off though. Oh shit! When I thought that shit opened, I thought that was like it was big because that was Jay Z's thing. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But he also got like these uh these sports clubs and all this shit. Jay Z got money and he got like an art collection. Not he invested in Uber. Yeah, did he? Yeah. Interesting. Um. Yeah. Jay Z got a stake in this game and it's lit. And now I'm happy to see that he's um finally getting rewarded for all of his shit and he's getting recognized. Let me just say him. And Beyonce together now. Can't I, stop. I felt them. like they were already the like wealthiest couple. Were they already the wealthiest couple um in America? I'd say I don't know if I'd no, say no. The, the Bezos. Uh, well, they ain't even a couple anymore. But <laughs> well, bro, hip hop's um, hip hop. Okay, hip hop's okay, right, yeah, um, yeah. wealthiest couple. Facts. That's not even a question. They probably own hip hop's only real couple. Yeah. Now that my man is a billionaire, huh? You think Jay and Beyonce got a prenup? No. For what? Why would they need each other's money? I feel like if they were to get a divorce, they wouldn't even say anything. They just stop seeing each other. They wouldn't even make it public. If, I could see them like if they if Jay Z and Beyonce were to get a divorce, I feel like they wouldn't even get a divorce. They would just like mutually separate, but still show up to shit together because like it's good for their business. Mm, but I, I mean? feel like because they're married, like. They have so much business together now. You feel me? Nah. Like I feel like, 
I feel like when you become married, to, like a lot of people say marriage is a business, but um, I feel like when you marry somebody, like properties that you own or invest in, it's not just you anymore. It's now it's now you and your partner. You feel me? He also owns Ace of Spades, by the way. Yeah, facts. Worth three hundred ten million. Uh huh. Duce is worth a hundred million. Uh huh. His cash invest investments are worth two hundred twenty million. Uh huh. Um, title is worth a hundred million. Uh huh. Rock Nation is worth seventy five million. Uh huh. His music, it, the thing he's most known for, is only worth seventy five million. Reading a tweet. His art collection seventy million. Uh, His real tweet. estate fifty million. Because I retweeted this tweet. <laughs> My nigga. Nah, I feel yeah. So he got I'm a lot broke. of money coming in, but um. I'm broke, bro. Oh yeah, I'm so broke. So that's why I'm saying, yo. Yeah, and um, fucking Joe Budden was saying that Title offered them a lot of money to exclusive to sign with them, but they still said fuck Title when they went to Spotify. Yo, Jay, ho! <laughs> if you want to come on over here with that Title money. Hey, brother, we will take a nice conversation with you. Actually, there's a lot of people out there that, that would take that really seriously, just me mentioning this on the podcast. So let, let me, like, stop right there. And I'm, then, no, 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 I'm, I'm <laughs> with it. I'm with it. Yeah, I'm with it. We serious. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, fuck it. It's just motivation for everybody to get their bread up. You feel me? I want to be a billionaire. I feel like it's possible. Yeah, fuck being a billionaire. I don't need that much money. I'll be, give me, give me 20 mil, I'll be fine. Think so, bro. After a certain while, like after five, after a hundred million, you don't need money. But you said twenty million. Yeah, I have twenty million. I'll be fine. Fuck. What am I gonna do with twenty million? I don't know. You think I'm gonna spend all that in one life? A lot of people would. I wouldn't. (laughs) If anything, if I had twenty million, bro, I'm buying myself a nice plot of land. And now I'm tight. Uh, for those who haven't realized it, this is uh, at a point. I'm tight because this is uh, after the podcast. We finished recording the podcast. Rich left and all that shit. I'm tight because while editing the podcast, I guess I fucked up and accidentally deleted a portion of it. So the remaining po- um, the remaining section of the podcast that you guys are supposed to be listening to right now got erased. But I didn't want to just leave y'all um, on a cliffhanger. So I just like came back. And uh, squeeze in this little recording just so y'all were at least hip to why this episode just got shortened out of nowhere. We went through our whole sports report, had a nice talk about that. We had some dope uh, reality checks, but unfortunately, in my fuck up, I deleted all that. So this is why I'm calling for all of the audio engineers out there. Please... Hit my line, hit up the Urban Product on Instagram at the Urban Product, or hit my uh, personal IG at DM me is real, and um, just let me know, give me some info on shit I could do so this doesn't happen again. I need like a reliable, um, a reliable and steady um space, something that I can just. Look forward to week after week so problems like this doesn't happen, all right? Now, what I will do is uh, since I, I I feel bad about all the shit that was cut out, I will still play the vibes of the week. Even though uh, Rich isn't here, I'll at least introduce his vibe. So his vibe of the week was off Cowboys album Wild Boy. And the song is called Adam and Eve.
Adam and Eve by Carl Boy off of his off of his album Wild Boy, and then for my vibe of the week, it was off uh, Jim Jones' new album El Capo, and the track is called State of the Union, and it features Rick Ross and Mark Sil Sibilia. No puedo dormir. Yo feo espíritu. This goes to my I think my critics need to hear this Or anyone who doubts my political awareness I want you call a democratic with an automatic A rebel with a bezel when I just ordered the paddock You can build a wall as tall as the sky We all know the coke still gon' fall from the sky Poppy had a room with a wall full of pies This is America, baby, when we fall for the lies We never had much, but we had us and even when the bills didn't add up We cooked up coke and it was krills that we bagged up We sold the raw day and police still didn't bag us I'd be ready to kill one of you maggots Shit, I'm throwing shots, man, you still throwing daggers And my thoughts on the legalization And they trying to turn weed into a legal libation Why don't they legalize Haitians? 
and throwing the Cubans through. I told my jeweler he could throw on the Cuban too. A bust down the rollie is frozen at two to two. I took a private jet and you know where I flew the crew. Them coconut drinks that come with umbrellas in them. And the ring we buy roses that come with umbrellas in them. The transition, baby, that was the hardest part. Police pulled me over and they still ripped my car apart. So I ain't got a nail, this is stand with you. I was really in the field with them hand pistols. I was really throwing bullets like the cat. Oh, 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 oh. Nigga fuck around and get clapped. I mean, <laughs> shine a light on my feet, my steps. This ghost in my head, ghost in my head. Got the world after me, but I can't look back. This ghost in my head, ghost in my head. Life's so short, but the money's so long. Drop tops in the summertime, mean coats when it's cold, but I'm cold every night. Please, Lord, hold me, hold me close. Yes. Push your phantoms, all they feelin' preaching propaganda. Say a prayer for my niggas, only light a candle. All the squares in your circle, time to change the channel. Or unplug the television, cause this shit is mental. My sneaker Chanel, Grim Reaper for real. I get beats from Pharrell, you should see how I live. Kids in monastery school, logos in the pool. I done put in all my work, no longer holding tools. Look into my eyes, you can see the murders Smell the kilos on me, now we flipping burgers Ride through the ghetto, look for shit to purchase Do it for the fam, don't forget your purpose When you selling grams, then you're just a merchant, nigga When you selling grams, then you're just a merchant Eyes open wide, slither with a serpent Close casket, meaning God, close the curtains Meaning God, close the curtains Meaning God, close your curtains God, close your curtains That was Jim Jones featuring Rick Ross and Mark Sibilia, and the track was called State of the Union. Once again, sorry about that, guys. This shit shouldn't happen again in the future, but I just thought at least I could owe y'all as a little comeback to so y'all know why the episode was cut short. Um, this is the part where I'd be like, so it's been your boy DME, and then Rich would say, and it's your boy Cozy Rich, and then I'll say... Thanks for listening to The Urban Products, and we will catch y'all next week, where hopefully this won't happen. And then Rich says, love. And then I say, deuce. Cow, cow, boy.